Hello and welcome. Yes, hello. It's August the 2nd, 2020, as we are recording this. And this is the Old Age Christianity Podcast. We didn't plan that, by the way. That was really great. I hope you're all impressed. <laughs> so we got a name. We need to add a, a sound effect of like an audience like cheering and clapping. Yeah, of the three people that listen. Yeah. Um, cool. So today we're going to talk about new age and new thinking things that have infiltrated the church. Ooh, spicy. Oh, very, very spicy. Very hot. It's a, it's a hot topic, a if hot you will. Hot tea, if you will. Whoa. <laughs> Jeez. Hot topic, hot tea, hot, uh, hot cross buns, I don't know. Tamales. Hot tamales. Uh, yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about some stuff that is new age, and maybe you have heard these things in your church, maybe you have seen them, or in your house church, or your Bible study, or the pastors that you like to watch on TV. Pretty much anywhere. Basically, yeah, it's just, it's in everywhere. In the books you read... And the music you listen to. Oh, it, it's everywhere. <laughs> we know it. We've seen it. The counterfeit is uh, very counter and a little fit. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with all that. But. So, I was reading a lot of Wikipedia yesterday and today. And yesterday I had a migraine. And let me tell you, reading Wikipedia with a migraine, not good. So today I read some without a migraine. It was wonderful. And we came up with a list between a couple articles of things that are specifically a new thought, which is a thing that uh, kind of... branch. Can, yeah, well, so this is actually one of the sources and not necessarily a branch of New Age. Mm-hmm. I think uh, kind of came out in the 60s, uh, where 70s is like New Age, and, and then it, it kind of... The name of New Age kind of dissipated and became like other things, but it's all New Age. We're going to talk about New Thought and some New Age stuff, but I, New Age is like, it's super broad. Uh, I was, one of the things I read on Wikipedia, which I thought was a very uh, amusing definition, is New Age is kind of like the free economy for uh, religious beliefs, so you can pick and choose the things that make sense to you and make you feel good and you can follow them and obviously uh, that's wrong for a bunch of reasons um, I see I'm talking a lot and Aaron's just she's scratching her arm looking around no, loving I'm life listening. Uh, listening to, to my my wisdom by the way I only just started researching like some of this stuff like a day or two ago Aaron's got like books that she reads all the time on this and well they're extremely specific mm. they're not quite as broad for example it'll be like um, you know why Scientology is new age but not necessarily mm. like Christianity as a whole Scientology is actually like it's freaking it, creepy holy it, crap it's creepy and it is almost the definition of new thought like oh man I know this is a little bit of a tangent okay let's go on a tangent real quick but the rocket scientist guy Okay, uh... Oh, what's his name? Yeah, let's, uh... Ah. <laughs> you, you look up his name, and I'm gonna keep talking about, uh... You know how I said this is a no-fluff uh, podcast? I'm just gonna add some fluff. Ah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Yay! Jack Parsons. Put in his name, P-A-R-S-O-N-S, and put in, like, a cult after... Well, I, th- like I think that. we can probably link to something in the description and of the podcast episode, too. Whoa. So, um, um, I can't even put into words, like, how creepy this dude is, and he knew, um, he knew the guy, he, he knew L. Ron Hubbard, Scientology guy, and he knew, um, Crowley, hmm. who is, like, a big, uh... For some reason, his name reminds me of, like, Clam Chowder. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that. But yeah, Crowley is, like, super big into, like... Well, isn't I'll he like Satanism? Yeah, he's like the the, the father of like modern occultism yeah. and, and like Church of Satan-y. Uh, not stuff. Church of Satan. That's well, um, well I mean like Levi, Levi, whatever. But there, there, there's connecting yeah, lines. Yeah, 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 there's connecting. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Jack Parsons and Alron Hubbard. I think um, they had like a like a, a crazy like 
sex cult. It's just crazy. So Google that. Have fun. Also, they all turn into sex cults. Uh, like, don't. I don't know this for sure, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk right out of my ass. But <laughs> we, we that. know that Scientology has some sort of weird, freakish orgies. Like, come on. Like, there's no way they have, like, that big of, like, a structured cult without, like, some weird orgies. Yeah, it's true. Oh, yeah. It's, they, they totally do. We, we all know it. Uh, no one wants to talk about it, but... <laughs> I want to just... Hold on. Just, just know, like, eventually you can trace down any movement that uh, is against... Swedenborg and uh, and sex orgy magic uh, stuff. That they're all into it. It all boils down to like basically a basic human need, which is like reproduction and sex, and it's like perverted all the time. And yeah, you grab any one of these cults, any one of them, and I bet there's orgies. Aaron, name me a cult. Just throw throw a random cult in there. I don't know any off the top of my head. Oh, um, what about the one with the chick from Supernatural? Uh, oh, you mean the one that was quite literally a yeah, sex... Yeah, it was a joke. Or, do you mean uh, Smallville? That's what I meant. Okay. Yes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Allison Mack, everybody, uh, tried to, uh, in the Smallville TV show, she was, like, part of, like, yeah, some sort of sex cult and tried to recruit, I think, uh, the, the chick who played, uh, Lana, mm-hmm. uh, who I... But, you know, that one's obvious, but, like, I'm talking about, like, you know, that extraterrestrial cult that, like, all killed themselves? I guarantee. Oh, yeah. Orgies. I don't know why I got, like, I, I just want to talk about, like, cults and orgies, but, like... Okay, here's, here's, here's all... just a fun... There's a fun, um... There's an article on Wikipedia called Scientology and the Occult. Mm. And I'm just going to read you, um, this little, this little tidbit. A nugget, if you will. Yes. In August 1945, Hubbard moved into the Pasadena mansion of John Parsons, the dude I just talked about, an avid occultist and Thelemite, follower of the English ceremonial magician Aleister Crowley, and leader of a lodge of Crowley's magical order. Parsons and Hubbard collaborated on the Babylon working, a sex magic ritual intended to summon an incarnation of Babylon, the supreme Thelemite goddess. You see, it's all it's all sex magic and orgies. Yep. Um, yeah, like, like, I bet, (laughs) maybe I don't want to throw, I was going to say, like, you know, like, big Christian cults like uh, Hillsong and Bethel, like, I'm not saying that they do, (laughs) but I'm I'm telling you right now, all cults eventually digress to sex magic orgies. Yeah. I'm... Magic with a CK. Yeah, and like, I'm just, I'm going to... I'm going to blanket all of them. They, they all do this. Every single one. Every cult. Um, well, that was a very big uh, digress. Yeah. Uh, but we okay. topic. Yeah, rope, roping it back. We're done with uh, um, <laughs> sex magic orgies for now. And let's talk about uh, New Thought. Uh, so you, you've heard of New Age. So New Thought is a source material of that, which you'll see maybe kind of like intertwined in a lot of New Age stuff. Um, and there, there's a couple like thoughts that they have. I'm gonna read out some of the ones that stuck out because these are all like counterfeit of the gospel too. So like there's like God is infinite, but like in the sense that like God's God is the universe. Um, or more so, God is in everything and everyone. Yeah, and, and or whether or not you call it God, you might call it the source. And so we know Genesis one, God is outside of creation. He had to create it. He, he, it wasn't like somehow things were being created and so was God. Um, I, I mean, I don't really have to quote. You but know, God just... wouldn't be God if he had to create himself. Exactly. So. And uh, so I used to be like a little, like not necessarily guilty of like believing God's the universe, but just like the fact that like there's a very fine line between uh, God is like holding everything together and is present. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge difference between that and like, God is in everything. It's literally in the thing, yeah. Yeah, and that's like, it's a, it's a very, very there's, fine line. There's a long uh, philosophical tradition, I think, where a lot of that comes from. Um, and, of course, I can't remember the philosopher's name right now. But, uh, anyway, basically the idea is he did this philosophical argument that basically implied that God had to be in everything. 
And so I think people kind of took that idea and ran with it. And, and that idea is everywhere. From like the 1600s. Like so, it was a while ago. And now it's just kind of resurfacing. Yeah, and like you remember like original Star Wars trilogy, like I'm talking like uh, pre-My Life, uh, you know, where it's like, you know, the force is everywhere and it binds the universe together. Like that's, that's, that's new thought. That isn't... Uh, isn't Christianity you even think about like the Matrix? The Matrix is a huge example of new thought where there's source code that like binds everything together and it's it's everywhere and like almost like the code is God. Um, yeah. Anyway. Just out of curiosity, I was googling um, list of pantheists, hmm. which is basically what that is. Um, Beethoven and Hegel. And Who's Hegel? Let's let's uh, like okay. give some context. Beethoven, the musician. Hegel, the philosopher, who is super well known, and um, like, is he super well known if you're into the philosophy, or is he super well known like for like a thing that you don't have to be a philosopher to know? Uh, I don't know. I would say is. mostly if you're into philosophy. Yeah, so only if you're a big well, nerd. He did a lot of like <laughs> logic and metaphysics mm. and whatnot, but he's like. He's huge, massive. Like, really tall? Yeah. Mm. And, uh, who else? Oh, Spinoza was the guy I was trying to think of. Yeah, uh, Spinoza, I believe he was, um, ousted for holding his belief that God was in everything. So when you say ousted, ousted from, like... Because this was back in the day when, yeah, let's, you know, the let's church a context. was... was in control of everything, the 1600s. Oh, like modern day. <laughs> and, um... Yeah? Uh-huh. Sorry, I'm just looking at the Wikipedia page. I didn't realize he had such a terrible death. He died at the age of 44 from a lung illness, perhaps tuberculosis, exacerbated by the inhalation of fine glass dust while grinding lenses. What hmm. a way to go. Wait, did he, like, make glasses? Like, was that his yeah, job? Yeah, I think he was... Yeah, he was expelled, so his ideas caused him to be expelled and shunned by Jewish society at 23. Right, so, so he's Jewish? His own family, I believe so. Okay, because I, I think basically if you're not Jewish and you're expelled by the Jewish community, like... <laughs> yeah, he was raised in the Portuguese Jewish community in Amsterdam. Okay. He had very controversial ideas regarding the authenticity of the Hebrew Bible. Very fascinating. Uh, <laughs> kind of like how, you, how you're really into uh, Septuagint yeah. right now. Um, his books were later added to the Catholic Church's Index of Forbidden Books. Hmm. Um, and I think because of his belief of God being in everything, he was, weirdly enough, considered like an atheist, I guess, because you're denying the, um, yeah. oh, the I, I, common view at the time. Yeah, I guess maybe at the time they, there wasn't really a concept of, like, you don't believe in God. Like, I'm sure there was, but... Uh, Obviously, like, if you don't agree with, like, the main view of God, then, like, you couldn't believe in any, in spite of being pantheistic. Anyway, Spinoza huh. was, and probably still is, one of my favorite philosophers, so you can, you can look mm. that up if you're curious. Uh, Ra- Ralph Waldo Emerson, pantheist, um, poet, I would, yeah, I think he's most known as being a poet. Alfred Lord Tennyson, poet, author, Henry David Thoreau. Walt Whitman, Le- what? Leo Tolstoy was not. What? We, do we trust this list? I don't trust this list anymore, okay? Okay, <laughs> let's stop bad-mouthing a bunch of people that we're, we're not sure that I actually... I do know for a fact, though, that Spinoza has some weird ideas. I know mm. that one is for sure true, but all the other ones uh, apparently mm. are stupid. <sighs> so, so the distinction here is if someone's like, God is in everything... Um, Which is be, pantheism. Yeah, be like, ah, you know, like, really, really, really give, like, that, like, awkward look to that person and be like, are you sure that's what you mean? And I, I, I guess we would say the yardstick for this is um, old age Christianity. Wait, is yardstick like so, a rule of thumb thing? Are you saying that we beat people? No, no. You, you don't I'm have just, to beat someone as long as it's about just, the width of I'm your thumb. I'm saying um, that, so... I think it's important to have an objective way of saying this is wrong and this is why, right? So for us, as people that want to follow, quote-unquote, old-age Christianity, biblical Christianity, 
the reason that this is wrong is because it's against the Bible. So, if you're a person that doesn't read the Bible, doesn't care about the Bible, then obviously this won't you won't think this is wrong, right? So for us, it's wrong because it's against what the Bible stands for and what the Bible says. Where does it say that in the Bible, Aaron? I can give you two places. Okay, please. I already gave you. I already gave you one. Said Genesis. Genesis one, where God creates things. Now, unfortunately, you know, it starts off with Genesis one one, where it's like in the beginning, uh, like God, God create. Well, I'm not even sure. Uh, let, let me double check my Bible, but I, I think it says like basically like there was the heaven and the earth. Let me. Uh, in the beginning, God made the heaven. And God the created. Earth. Okay, good. I, I wasn't sure if it was like in the beginning there was God, the heavens and the earth. I really so, love. By the way, the Septuagint version of Genesis is so beautiful. I've heard people pronounce that differently. Septuagint? Yeah. Like Septuagint? Septuagint. But like, yeah. Anyway. So, uh, that would be... Can I just read you verse 2? Read me verse 1 and verse 2. In the beginning, God made the heaven and the earth. Yet the earth was invisible and unformed, and darkness was over the abyss, and a divine wind was being carried along over the water. Hmm. It's just so poetic. Yeah, Greeks can be pretty it legit. Has now, uh, the other place that you could go, uh, which is a, a very similar address, but John one, which is in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So it's not in the beginning, uh, God and creation, or God was in creation. It's just God and the word, and the word, of course, we know is is Jesus. Uh, but also, should I say what the Septuagint is, since I read from it, and people might not know? Sure, tell me what the Septuagint is, and by me I mean other people. So the Septuagint is a Greek translation of the Old Testament that is currently, not currently, has always been in debate about whether or not um, it sort of changed the meaning of the Hebrew Old Testament or whether or not it was a separate tradition and actually um, preserves old meanings of the Old Testament that may have been lost or changed or altered over time. So yeah, it's just a Greek translation and that's important because I would say 99% of our current English Bibles use the Hebrew Hebrew tradition as opposed to the Greek tradition. And so it's very fascinating. All that to say, a lot of Protestants don't consider it um, authoritative for some reason. And that irritates me. So now I, I don't mean, know that a lot of people have an opinion on. They just it's just whatever's in their Bible. People just don't know about it either. Yeah, that's true. Um, you got to be like a real Bible nerd, you know. Uh, but anyway, so we know that God is infinite, but He is not in everything. But He holds everything together. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, there's another scripture verse that I can't think of off the top of my head, but it goes uh, something along the lines of like, like you know. We have the internet. He, I can like, look it up. He like hold holds everything together. In his hands, like that song. Uh, well, that and was the whole wide world in um, his hands. Yeah, uh, like uh, <laughs> holds all creation. Let's let's do a little Google search. Um, well, um, there's like Job, well, which is sort of depressing, but it's like, but you have failed to glorify the God who holds in His hand your very breath and all your ways. Yeah, well, so I think what we want is Colossians one seventeen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me let me see if I can find uh, the New American Standard because that's my preference of that. Okay, we're gonna read it from NIV because you know it's the first one on the list. It doesn't matter. So he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Mm. Okay. So certainly. Did I say he was in all things? He is before all before things. All so things. like he is okay. in front. He he was before so they he existed, is not in all and. In him, all things are held together, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that all things are part of him. Mm-hmm. Um, now, again, I'm just looking at the English. I'm sure if we like dove into the Greek and I wanted to like we pick apart each sometime. individual word, yeah, my my Greek isn't good enough to just like read and be like, oh yeah, this is what it means in the Greek. <laughs> like, I'm not that fancy. Um, so anyway, God is infinite, but God is not the universe. Well, but he holds all of creation in his hand. Uh, you know, he keeps it together. Everything follows the orders that he desires. But he is not the universe. Mm-hmm. Cool. So the next thing. So, you know, he's not the universe. The next thing is divinity dwells in each person. This is a very common one. 
Um, very co- yeah. Um, it's, it's like especially in TV evangelists, this is. We can we can name a few if you want. I know you want to name a few. Creflo Dollar, uh, Joyce Meyer, I believe. Uh, Kenneth Copeland, Benny Hinn. Uh, who else is there? Uh, Bethel guy, I think would say too. Um, I don't think I've specifically heard. Um, what what's his name? Uh, Bill Johnson. Bill Johnson say this. He almost says the opposite, where he says that uh, Jesus was emptied of his divinity. So it's sort of the opposite of saying we're all little gods. But I'm sure he's probably said it somewhere. We can look it up and see later. But, yeah, so um, very common, very common view. Yeah, so uh, the one clip that I, I, I know, a couple people on YouTube have clipped is, I believe it's Creeflo Dollar, uh, talking about... Uh, how uh, everything reproduces after itself. And he has this big thing of like, you know, if you're uh, a cat, you make, and then, you know, the audience is like, a cat. If you're a bird, bird. If you're a fish, fish. And then he's like, and then God, or like man, or I don't know how he words it, but he like, basically is like, and then, you know, God created man, and then he like does a face like, oh, well, does that mean we're gods? No, God did not reproduce no, us. he specifically says we are gods. Yes. For gods with little g's is what is what they say. Yeah, so they say that. They think that it's we... It's not, like, inferred. They literally say that. Correct. And, uh, obviously that's wrong. Aaron is, uh, very cautious of me. I'm kind of moving around. I've got a lap pad with my laptop on it. And every time I move it, she's like, oh, You can goodness. hear it in the microphone. Stop it. Okay, I just, I just wanted to get that all out. So, we know that we were not reproduced by God. We were created. There was no intercourse... There was no birthing process. Uh, there was dust, and he basically called out a man from it. You know, he formed the dust, gave it breath, and said, "Like you're a man." And like, even if you don't like believe the full, if you if you don't subscribe to like the literal like God formed dust, and you want to like evolution it out or whatever, that's fine. But even more so with evolution, we are certainly not birthed from God. I think that's pretty definitive. Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple Bible verses we can go to. Do you know which ones they are? Uh, let me look. I'll go through my very many tabs of Scientology. Uh, okay, there's. I guess you could extrapolate from these. So, man is not divine, but a sinner. And they reference they as in a website that is biblical responses to the New Age movement. So, man is not divine, but a sinner. Romans 3.23. Yeah, so Romans 3.23 is all have sinned and fallen short. And we know God can't sin. So if we are gods, Mm -hmm. then how can we sin? There's also man is unrighteous, does not understand, does not seek for God. Romans 3.10. So again... Going like backwards in Romans. Romans 3.23, Romans (laughs) 3.10. so I would say that you can't really be a little god if you're unrighteous. That would seem pretty contrary. Mm-hmm. He's dead in his trespasses and sins. Ephesians 2.1, again, seems pretty obvious. He is by nature a child of wrath. Ephesians 2.3. So yeah, um, and not to mention, like, if we're all little gods, I don't understand the point of salvation. Right? Well, I, I think they would claim that they, uh, they don't need salvation because... Basically, if you're saying that we're all little gods, uh, then I think a lot of those people would also say that Jesus was just a man and not... Because it wouldn't be special if he was God anymore, so it doesn't matter. He's just a normal guy. Unless they would say, oh, well, we're gods with little g's, so we're still slightly different. Then that's why we need salvation, which is just stupid mind games at that point. Yeah, I mean, I I would love to hear... uh, Creeflo Dollar, for instance, uh, I'd love to hear what he says about who Jesus is. Yeah. My guess is that he would say that Jesus is a man just like us, and we know that isn't true. Um, but we shouldn't guess what people would say. Correct. Uh, maybe we can find uh, some stuff. But anyway, some other verses that I would go to for uh, divinity dwells in each person, which is not true. First John 18, which says, If we say we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth isn't in us. And again, if we sin and we're God, uh, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Unless um, your entire theological view has no sin in it. That's true, that's but but if 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 you don't have sin, in that case, you wouldn't be in the Christian vicinity. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't make any sense. The last one we can go to as well is Habakkuk. So 
Old Testament uh, 1 3, which is, um, Your eyes are too pure to approve evil, and you cannot look on wickedness with favor. Why do you look with favor on those who deal treacherously? Why are you silent when the wicked swallow up uh, those more righteous than they? And of course, it's saying that, like, God cannot be in sin. Uh, he is a separate thing. That is why sin is such a problem in the Bible and why Jesus is our salvation from it. So if you're in the general realm of Christianity and you say divinity dwells within each person, that is wrong. That is not Christianity. Get out. <laughs> yeah. So and the Holy Spirit indwelling is a different thing. That's not us. We can't claim to have the power of God. That is the Holy Spirit that works through us. So, uh, I mean, I'm sure we, we've seen a lot of the, uh, the counterfeit of God, like just going through YouTube, looking at preachers, uh, things like that. And, uh, so unsettling. And th they'll do things, but they always do it. It's always like about them. Like people, like I'll use Benny Hinn's example. He goes up and he waves his coat or he touches someone. The thing is in the Bible, you look at a lot of the healings. Jesus doesn't even touch people. Mm -hmm. He's just like, hey, you know, like, what's better? Uh, being told your sins are forgiven or uh, telling you that you're healed? Uh, you know, just, like, get up and, and do stuff. He, he calls out dead people from the grave. It's not like he went in and laid his hands on. It's like, uh, and, well, I think Jesus even did that because, like, he didn't want it to be about you were healed by Jesus the man. Mm -hmm. I think it was to show that there was, like, divine authority I mean, you there. You even think of a similar thing with the blind man and the clay in his eyes. Like, Jesus didn't have to use the clay, right? It's still, like, a separate, like, it, it, it makes the healing, like, separate than just laying hands on someone. Hmm. You know, it, it would be like calling it out someone dead in the grave and not touching them, but in this case, it's clay on someone's eyes, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, it's a similar... And what's, what's kind of, like, it gets me about this one is, like, a lot, of, a lot of places you go to churches and they anoint with oil. And in this particular verse, Jesus is like, you know, he anointed his eyes with clay. And I was like, why aren't we anointing with clay more often? <laughs> like, I guess it's messier. But like oil, like you can get zits and stuff from that. Like, I don't think you would get that from clay. In fact, I've, I believe it's like a beauty regimen that some people put yeah, like clay on their face. So you could be anointing people and helping them be a little more beautiful. <laughs> so. But I think anointing is a whole other can. Well, are we talking about, like, the anointing? No, well, like, Catch the Fire and all of that, the charismatics will use... Of course, of course Harley decides to get up and walk. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. But yeah, Catch the Fire will use oils, and they'll use, like, really specific oils that have been, like, shipped to them from, let's say, like, Africa or somewhere that's been, like, anointed on by someone special. Like, they go and do crazy things with their oils and their anointed, you know, handkerchiefs and their, um, I don't know what else anointed, but yeah, it's just, at that point, it's like, they, it's not so much that, it feels like it's not so much God is doing the healing, but it's that, that special oil that's doing it, and then it causes a whole other issue. Could you imagine if instead of shipping that oil from Africa... They actually gave people, like, food and stuff? Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, I mean, like, that, that's not my ministry area strength by any means but like i don't know if i had a bunch of money to burn and i could like safe I safely mean, use it on ministry stuff alone, without you know, you know the the benny hinn stories of him spending twenty thousand dollars a night in a special hotel what about what about those or you know buying your own private uh yeah. i want to call them jets but in a helicopter i don't know yeah. private Air transportation. Just going off on a tangent, too, because this thing has always kind of bothered me about, like, faith healers like Benny Hinn. Like, you know that no one... Despite the fact that they're all liars? Well, yeah. exactly. Like, I think everyone kind of knows that they're liars, right? Like, if That's Benny Hinn... That's the trope, you know? That, that common idea of, like, oh, the faith healer, they just want your money. Like, that's in media constantly I yeah. would say for like 30 40 years but just thinking like all the money that they get and all the people that show up you'd like to think like you know if, if he was the real deal that people would be like busting up to the front to be like benny hinn That's heal why me they have security yeah but like i i don't think those five security guards would be overwhelmed by people if like if he was the real deal like people yeah. would know they clearly like know that it's fake right like you can only watch so many times of, like, someone getting up and being healed of their headache that they get once a month. Or uh, how they have uh, pain in their arm. 
Like. <laughs> but you know, he never he never heals the ones that actually need it. The ones in the wheelchairs or the ones. Yeah, that I, I haven't seen I haven't whatever. seen the wheelchair get, guy get up on yeah. stage and then stand up. You, you'll never see it because it's counterfeit. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, so I just. That was a tangent because we were talking about... I got to see him in real life once. Don't recommend. Yeah. As a child, it was it was a church meeting in Toronto. Of course, Toronto. And... <laughs> ugh. Ugh. Gross. Mm. There was a fake prince. I remember that. That was, mm. that was fun. I mean, like, uh, he's like uh, one of those uh, people who pretend to be the singer? <laughs> no. So, um... Purple rain. Quite, purple rain. Yeah, yeah. I don't quite remember <laughs> um, it because I think I was like six years old. Mm. I was really young, and we went because someone paid for our tickets who wanted to go. Anyway, we get there, and at like the healing ish service part of it, there's a guy who I guess came up to the stage and Benny and was like, and we have a prince here, and like give money, and like all this crazy stuff. And then we find out later that the prince was fake and it wasn't real. And hmm. yeah. Like, do you think Benny Hinn planted the prince? Honestly, or is like the guy showed up and was just like, hey, I'm a prince, and Benny Hinn's like, hey, cool, a prince. I don't know, honestly. It could go either way. I just want to know, like, if if he if it was a plant, like, what's the purpose? Other than, I guess, maybe getting more money yeah, in, in some was. capacity. Yeah. Um, okay, let's move on. So, so I'm just going to recap where we're at, because yep. we, you know, tangents and stuff. So, uh, God is infinite and holds the universe together, but he is not the universe. He is not in creation Mm -hmm. when you pick up a rock it's not like you're holding a piece of god Mm -hmm. divinity does not dwell in each person Mm -hmm. the holy spirit can indwell in you but you are not of yourself god you are not uh of divine heritage i can't remember who said this but someone once said um could have been john MacArthur. i'm not sure anyway Mm. the idea was when this when there's more of okay when the spirit indwells in you you want to have less of you, right? I think you need to not, finish your idea. Yeah, and not for me so. To agree or so not. if you're if you're already divine, then you wouldn't you wouldn't need to minimize or lessen yourself because you're already divine. But when the Holy Spirit like enters you, then you want more of God and less of you because you're the sinful part. Yeah, there's some scripture that I don't have the re- reference to off the top of my head, but it's like you crucify yourself with Christ, yeah. and you know it's. It's all about like because you wouldn't need to do that if you were just already divine. Like, what's the point? Yeah, but then again, I think maybe some people would argue that uh, it's Paul talking and not Jesus. So uh, you know, <laughs> but then throw out like what a th- more than a third of the New Testament in that case. Yeah, he he certainly championed he doing a lot of everything except for like five books. Um, he certainly wrote a good a large, a large a good chunk. chunk of the new testament plus or minus maybe uh, authoring hebrews um all right so uh, god is not the universe uh you are not god uh the next one i have is uh so this one's a little uh maybe more in, in nuance but uh, the highest spiritual principle is loving one another unconditionally teaching and healing which is a, a new thought thing but it's this doesn't really properly like capture uh what that means you should see um, alex's hands yeah so i'm getting all italian my right my hands are waving around <laughs> um but uh a lot of this is based on uh loving yourself yep um so it's uh, it's a very uh centric love and it's also like, um, i think the humanistic psychologists came out of this as well yes yeah because the whole point of humanistic psychology is that humans are inherently good <laughs> and so it's complete opposite of what you know the bible would say as in like humans are inherently sinful and and whatever so yeah so when you think of it that way it just flips the whole point of like redemption on its head because if you're inherently good why do you need redemption anymore exactly and yeah again it all comes out of new age silliness um yeah, the highest principle. Yeah, so being love, and of course we know that, you know, John 15, uh, 12 to 13, which I had open uh, um, a few moments ago, and I accidentally closed uh, the tab, but amongst other tabs. So let me let me just grab uh, John 12, or sorry, John 15, 12 uh, to 13. Oh, man. That's... Uh, Gonna have to edit this. 
Eh, editing's for suckers. Call me a sucker? Mm, no comment. <laughs> Alright, John 15, uh, 12 and 13. This is my commandment that you love one another, just as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that one laid down his life for his friends. Mm. Uh, being that, like, self-sacrifice, the fact that Jesus is obviously the ultimate sacrifice, mm -hmm. the, the pure lamb... And however else you want to word that, uh, that's that's the kind of love that the Bible talks about, and the kind of love that New Age and New Thought talks talks about is like loving yourself. Uh, the other part they mention is like teaching and healing, but that teaching and healing is uh, I guess we'll kind of like talk about this a little later. But the 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 really short version is that they believe that sickness and illness is mental. All in the mind. So when you teach people how to think right... This is, again, another common uh, evangelist. Um, like, Joel Osteen, I think, teaches this. And a whole bunch of other, quote-unquote, <laughs> Christian, which well, are not. We've heard things like, you know, you got to hold on to your faith, and you've got to believe. And, like, how many times did Jesus heal someone that didn't believe? Mm -hmm. If you just uh, believed hard enough, you'll... you'll You'll be healed. Yeah, like, I don't know, that's just, it's just dangerous, Bill right? Bill Johnson um, has a deleted post, uh, blog post about this, which you can find on uh, uh, Internet way back Archive. Machine? Yeah, Wayback uh, we'll, Machine. We'll put a link in the description. That basically says everyone has, it kind of implies everyone has already been healed if they, if they are able to take it. So he says, you know, when um, Jesus died on the cross, he covered all of the miracles and all of the healings already in that moment and so it's it's basically up to you to grab onto that healing for yourself and i think he even goes further to say that you need to hold on to that yes. healing and then if like you, you can lose it if you go into sozo s-o-z-o healing prayers or whatever which is part of bethel we'll get into that another episode yeah by the there's way. an entire section about if your healing didn't stick basically then you can come and do this other deeper healing so that you can maintain and keep the healing. Like, it's so mm. bullshit, honestly. Like, it really pisses me off. Yeah, I remember all the times that Jesus healed someone said, now just keep your faith, otherwise you're going to lose your healing. You know, the blind guy, if he just didn't believe enough, he was going to go blind again. Didn't you know yeah. that? Yeah, it's a really and, and rough Lazarus, life. Lazarus, when he rose from the dead, he had to be really careful because he could die again at any second. Well, when you think about it, that's the human condition, though. Sure. Anyone could die at any second. You don't know. <laughs> We don't know. God knows. Oh, it drives me nuts. Actually, Aaron, this is a, an aside, but, like, if Lazarus died of old age, which he didn't, like, I, I think it seemed pretty sudden to the family, and Jesus, like, resurrected him at old age, when does he die at that point? Like, at this point, like, he's already overcome old age. Does he just, like, wait until he gets a, like, disease or something? Probably. I don't know. Although I think uh, in the story he actually dies from the sickness and not from mm. old age. So. Would you say that he was down with the sickness? <laughs> he was dead with the sickness. Mm. Ooh, ah! <laughs> uh, <laughs> good job. Yeah, the, that was actually really good. Ooh, ah, ah, too. I was, I was really impressed with myself. Yeah. So anyway, um, there's like a distorted love, a distorted teaching, a distorted healing in distorted in new salvation, thought. Distorted Jesus. Distorted well, they wouldn't even say salvation, right? They, you don't need salvation in New Age. Yeah. And if you did, it would more so be like... Salvation from your own thoughts. Well, not just that, but... Because they don't think you're sinful. Like, yeah. I don't know what you're saved from. But like, okay, so it's not so much salvation, but the whole idea of believing in God is to basically become more blessed. So it's not to save you, it's not to redeem you, it's not to mm. any of that, it's so that, you know... You get that money that you want, so that you get that power that you want, so that you get... It's the, basically the prosperity gospel, but... Hey, that's actually my next point. What oh, a great segue cool. that you didn't even know. Nice. So another thing is, uh, so this, this is worded strangely, but we'll explain it. Our mental states are carried forward into manifestation. Mm -hmm. Which is, if you believe hard enough, you'll get that car. If you believe hard enough, you're going to get that healing. It's just the secret, but with religious overtones. Yeah, so. it's literally Oprah in Christianity. <laughs> Wait, no, Oprah... That was she, Oprah. She yeah, well, that. I think she popular, or popularized it, but, like, she invited some guy on her show or something. I think it's the guy who wrote The Secret, mm. the book. That was, like, all the rage in 
what was it, 2007, 2008? Because I remember when I was at Conestoga College in 2009, early 2009, it was still a big thing back then, and there mm. were people in the class that were like, have you read The Secret? It's so good. And I was like, oh, I don't want to be here. And, like, I get it, too. Like, it's it's a counterfeit spirituality where, like, uh, even Jesus said, we were just reading the, this uh, today in, like, uh, John, I'm going to say, like, 14. Uh, but it was like, it, you know, if you say, if you ask for anything in my name, this is Jesus talking, um, you know, I'll give it to you. But like, I, there's a catch, right? Like it's, you're asking in his name, but like when, when you're like doing his work and it's for his work and not necessarily like, you know, in Jesus name, I want a new car. That's a different thing. It's, it's a totally different thing. But, uh, I mean, like, to counter this in Scripture, again, uh, I can certainly speak to what we can't do. So, or God, God spoke into existence the universe. It doesn't say God made man and man spoke things into the universe. That didn't happen. The only thing man did was name the animals. That's true. And, like, (laughs) I don't know, like, at some point, I'm sure, Adam, like, it it got boring, right? Like... How many animals do you go through before you're just like, eh, you know, like a funny noise? Now, obviously, we're, we speak English, but, you know, back in the day, like, you know, any word, you know, Adam was the first man. He could say whatever he wants, and that was the word. Um, so, that must have been weird. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this. <clears throat> I don't know, but it's weird. I was just making a sort of joke, yeah. and you ran with it. Yeah. But anyway, so we know Genesis 1, God spoke things into existence. We know Jesus speaks with authority, so uh, Mar- Mark 4:39, which I'm going to have to look up because I didn't make a note because I was like, ah, I can just, you know, write, write whatever I want. Uh, but yeah, there we you go. You don't have to fill the silence with words. I can just edit out the silence. This is just my thought process. Okay. I, I like to just mental diarrhea out everything. And <laughs> so Mark 4:39, you know, Jesus is in the boat. And he rebukes the wind and says, hush, be still, and the wind died down, and it became perfectly calm. Jesus can speak things in. God can speak things in. We know Jesus and God are one. But when it comes to man, there's uh, Philippians 4.13. says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me, but not I can speak things into existence. It's uh, We have to go through God if we want anything beyond us picking something up and smushing it together. You know? That, that's, that's what I got. That's my rant. <laughs> Uh, there's nothing in the Bible that we we can speak something into existence. That yeah. that's not it's not I real. I just keep thinking about how like upsetting it is. So you have these people that want they want to know that God loves them, so they want a blessing, right? And then you have people like Benny Hinn basically saying, "If you give us a hundred dollars, you'll reap four times that amount. Just give us a hundred dollars." So you have these desperate people that just want, you know, just want to know that God loves them. So then they give $100 that they can't afford. And, ugh, you know, like, it's mm. just so, it's really gross. It grosses me out. It makes me mad. It's one thing when, like, a scammer calls you up and they're like, hey, can you go, uh, I'm stuck and I need uh, a bunch of, like, Google Play things. Because at least, like, to most people with common sense, like, they know it's a scammer. Right? And you know you're being yeah, fooled. Yeah, it's like, and for this, you trust them. Yeah. You know, you trust that they have your best interest at heart, because why wouldn't they? You know, they're they're blessed from God to speak to the nations, when in reality, they're bullshit. Yeah. Like. <sighs> so anyway, we can't manifest reality. That's not what we do. We are incapable. We are human beings who can pick things up, build things with our hands, think things with our mind, but... In no way do we think something with our mind and it becomes reality. That That's not an attribute of humans at all. Uh, it's nowhere in the Bible. I would and love... If it, and if that does, for whatever reason, happen, I would, I would probably deduce that it is a, like a demonic aspect happening. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's certainly the case. Yeah. So... So we know, like, God provides, yeah. but it's not like God, uh, so uh, just thinking about, like, Abraham and Isaac, it's not like, you know, they got up to the mountain, and then Abraham goes, I need a lamb, and a lamb appeared, but he said, God will provide a lamb, and there was a lamb. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have to sacrifice Isaac. But there's certainly, 
nothing. And you think of Abraham as like you know, almost like a father of the faith in in, in some ways, like you know, old school faith when you know there wasn't even a Bible. You just had to go off on a limb, and you know, God is like, hey Abraham, like I need you to go sacrifice your son, and he just went, okay, <laughs> which like, you would no do luck. if if God said that. No like, I need you to build this big-ass ark that's going to take you, you know, maybe 70 years to build. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and when you think about it there, too, that's, again, God speaking and manifesting the things that he wants. Now, he's doing it through men, right? And so it's almost the opposite of what uh, what these guys are saying, which is, like, we speak things and they exist, but here God's, like, mm-hmm. speaking to man and they go out and do. Uh, God obviously can speak things into existence out of nothing. He did that with creation, but uh, it's just, it's interesting to see that in the Bible, it's the opposite of humans speaking yeah. things into existence. Which is how you know it's counterfeit. Yes. And that's our, 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 our measuring stick of truth. Mm. Yeah, and this actually, like, I guess this is like one of, one of the, uh, I'm going to say like the human fantasies, like we think about like, uh, I'll use superheroes because like I was really into comics and, and superheroes growing up. The idea where... There's something like superhuman that we all like have this like deep down desire of like man it'd be cool if you could fly and that y- if you could like if, if you had a sixth sense yeah or like manifest a thing out of your mind and that's like that all boils down to like the temptation in the garden right where the uh, the snake's like you know if if you eat this you'll be like God and what things do we know about God there but uh, creation and law in a certain sense, right? God's like, you can do whatever you want, just don't eat from that tree. And, and people were like, yeah, you know what would be great? If we if we, uh, if we we were like God and then we wouldn't necessarily maybe have to follow his rules or, or you know, whatever thought process Eve, Eve went through. And uh, that sucks. She, she, she was fooled. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the counterfeit is so real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so the next one. So this one's like we're getting into the Matrix, which is uh, really funny. When I first watched the Matrix, uh, I was like, man, like, yeah, that could totally be a thing. And I can see, like, the Christian parallels in this, too. Because mm-hmm. they stole that all from Descartes, correct? Uh, I'm, I'm sure they, they stole a lot of the ideas from a lot of places. Yeah, true. I mean, there's, I think, I mean, therefore, the I am. Of, like, living, yeah, I think, therefore, I am living in the machine because you can think it. You're not actually in the machine. Yep. But, uh, so this is, uh, so spirit is the ultimate reality, which in some, like, some senses, yes. Like, there's, what is it? uh, so spirit is the ultimate spirit reality. Okay. Uh, there are certainly, uh, spiritual things around us all the time. I would say there's angelic presence often. There's a presence of God, which I, I would say is something different than spirit, right? Like, God mm-hmm. is, like, creator mm-hmm. and spirit is a creation, but uh, there's certainly Unless, like that. Like, you might have the distinction of the Holy Spirit, but yeah. Well, sure. I mean, we can I'm we can split saying. hairs, but I'm just yeah, saying. no, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. But <laughs> uh, make people angry. <laughs> but uh, so ultimately, like they're saying, like eventually we get to some spiritual level. In fact, they would say that uh, a, a lot of New Agers and New Thought uh, people believe in reincarnation as a sense of like. You go through one phase and eventually you'll become like a better spiritual person or a better person. At some point you can like ascend to like the spiritual level. Uh, And that's obviously not biblical at all. In fact, I I don't even know how to like have a Bible verse because like there's, there's no Bible verse that's like, you know, the spirit is the ultimate reality. Now, obviously we know in salvation when we die, uh, we're, we're spiritual beings and, and we can, enter heaven as spirit we know and revelation talks about uh the spirit reuniting with the body and being glorified um those are certainly things but there's not like a reincarnation where we can somehow there's not uh, like attain being opened to yeah there's no like third eye thing going on here i think part of the issue is a lot of people don't read history like they don't realize that gnosticism was a big deal in the early church like, oh, yeah. From the early, what, 200 AD? Like, huge, huge thing. And so a lot of people think that this is just a new thing. When in reality, it's been around for 2,000 years, if not more. Like, 
Well, this is Johanna Michelson, another, another great lady to listen to speaking. I, I really like her. But she said uh, something that I resounded very well with me, which was that, like, there's nothing new about New Age. Uh, it, in the garden, it was like, your eyes will be open, mm-hmm. you'll know good and evil, you'll be like God. It's the, hid- the and, hidden wisdom. And, yeah, thinking. and it's all like, you'll only know this once you do this ritual, once you do this thing, once you pass this test. And you'll get there, and it's always a counterfeit of of God's God's truth and God's reality and God's word. Yeah, I I don't even know how to how to refute like I ultimate th- reality of being the spirit, but yeah. Um, just another side note, I think it would be really helpful for people to maybe read some of the old Gnostic books, and those that have an ear, let him hear. <laughs> So that's Book of Thomas, everyone. Book of yes. Thomas. A lot of a lot of he who has the ears. Of Thomas, as they call it. But anyway, mm. so <laughs> for I'll just give a brief rundown. So the Gnostics believe that there is a hidden wisdom or knowledge that only a select group can find or uncover, and that gives them salvation. So there is so much Gnosticism in, as I said, like. 200 AD, give or take, and then eventually when like the church was formulated and, and all the, the doctrines and whatever were agreed upon, and then they threw out all of the things that were totally heresy, like obviously heresy, and part of that is the Gnostics. So I find it really interesting to read through these old Gnostic Gospels, which you can, if you're interested, go to earlychristianwritings.com. And just look at, like, see if you can figure out what makes them heresy. Or, like, what makes them anti-biblical Christianity. Because it's really fascinating. I remember reading through, I think it was the Dialogue of the Savior. And, I mean, like, halfway through the book, I'm like, why is this considered heresy? I'm not quite sure. It seems like it, it all agrees with the New Testament. I don't get why that, you know. And then you get to the end, and it talks about how when Jesus rose again, he was helped out of the tomb with two other angel-like creatures. So, so I mean, you could consider that heresy because it's Jesus rising again was still not capable enough to leave the tomb himself. Needed a little bit of help. Needed some help. And then on top of that, when uh, Jesus left and went, you know, back to the Father or whatever and came back to see Mary Magdalene, right? Don't know my book very well. Um, anyway, yeah, Mary and Martha. Yeah, when he came back, in this version, it wasn't actually him who came back. It was some other angel that was sent in his place because he went to the Father and didn't return. And so that goes completely against everything else in the Gospels, right? So it's really interesting to look at these books, and there's quite a few of them, and just kind of See if you can figure it out. And if you can't, maybe that is a sign that you don't know the Gospels as much as maybe you should. And well, here's the thing. like These are counterfeits, but they're like pretty good counterfeits yeah, too. So that, sometimes exactly. it's easy It's easy not to, to, see. to go, hmm. What, yeah. like, you so know, I wouldn't say that you don't know the Gospel very well. It's just well, that like sometimes it's But it's also easy. sometimes they're really obviously wrong as well. So it, it's, it's really, I guess, dependent. Like, there was one that said um, Jesus couldn't have been born from a virgin because a woman and a woman can't produce a offspring. And so they turned the Holy Spirit into, like, a female entity with Mary, and therefore they couldn't produce Jesus. So, like, there's all these really weird um, ideas that I'm sure people still hold today but are 2,000 years old, and so... Yeah, well, it's really easy to, like... We, we want to, like, think of God in terms of, like, humanity, because that's what we know. We look around, we see... You know, I see Aaron, I see my dogs, I see my mom and dad, I see Aaron's parents, and we go, like, oh, what's the parallel we can make to God? But the thing is, God is not a human. Mm-hmm. He is not... I mean, we use he, but he is, he is other. He is not man, he is not woman... He is not human. He does not have hands. Uh, Jesus did. Jesus had hands, feet, you know, because Jesus was the incarnation. But God, God is like 
he is other. I don't know how else to describe it. Like we don't have a description of of that. And even when we look in Revelation, like it's like an acid trip because because <laughs> John's like seeing all this stuff that's like it's all spirit and there's no like direct translation. Mm-hmm. And even like people that and no one has ever seen God either. It's true. Uh, God, <laughs> Aaron and I were talking about this earlier, but how. God is like a destructive force, and He knows it. So it's like when He wanted to show Himself to. I don't mean so uh, much call it a destructive force. Well, well, I don't mean that, but I mean like the purity of God is so destructive other, against the sinful nature yeah, of so like other to creation. What we are that it appears destructive. Yeah, like uh, when He wanted, to, I'm gonna say, show Himself to Moses, and He's like, I gotta put my hand over this. I have to block this, so mm-hmm. when I walk by, I don't accidentally kill you or burn your eyes out or and do something crazy. The Bible, he's always shown up as other things, like the burning bush. Which is, again, like or, a destructive thing, like yeah. fire. And, like, uh, even in the Ark of the Covenant, when it, mm-hmm. like, was tipping, and, and the one guy is like, oh, no, I'm going to stable it. it. And it, like, kills him instantly. Yep. And that's not because God was like, I told you not to do this. It was like God being like, Dudes, like when when you're like bringing around my presence, that there is something otherness about this mm-hmm. that you can't handle, mm-hmm. um, which again is like a great great example of like a bunch of these counterfeit uh, churches where they're like, you know, dancing and you know, oh the presence of God and the glory clouds. And then and, they always say like let the fire come down. You don't want God's fire to come down. You know why? It'll kill you. Yeah, it's like a nuke. You're like asking for a nuclear bomb to like blow up where you are i don't think people have a concept yeah at all uh and even in the bible it's like it's a rare occasion so i i get why people may not know like a purpose behind it it's never just for the god doesn't show down yeah he doesn't show up for fun because again his his presence is is destructive because of his purity Mm -hmm. sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no that's fine but yeah i I agree it's just so infuriating that it's made into such a like a mockery almost yeah, yeah like, i mean that's totally what it is it's not even almost like it's a total mockery of what you know the sovereignty of god is supposed to be mm-hmm. yeah when people are like god we want to be in your presence like no that is scary <laughs> god is scary i mean like there's there's verses all over that yeah. are like the fear of the Lord. Fear uh, and work, yeah, work out your faith with fear and trembling because like being in the presence of God, inviting the presence of God in you, the Holy Spirit, that is scary. Yep. And I shouldn't say scary like oh be afraid of of like the Holy Spirit, but like be respectful. Mm-hmm. Respect that there is something different and powerful uh, that we are communicating with, that we are praying to. And yeah, that's uh. So um, that's all to say. What was our last point that we we're making? I, I know we were we kind of went on a roundabout thing. We were we we're talking about um, spirit being the ultimate reality. Mm. Uh, is where where this came from. Um, I would counter and say spirit is a reality, hmm. but we also have our physical reality. And, like, when they say ultimate reality, too, they mean that, like, that's, again, like, something that they can, like, somehow earn or or become good Speak enough. Into being. Yeah, like, <laughs> or, or whatever. And obviously we can't earn. We cannot earn the, the favor of God. We can't earn our way into heaven. Mm-hmm. As, you know, by, by grace through faith, not of works. Um, yes, we are not Catholics. Just thought I should... Affirm that. Very much not Catholics. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm kind of... I know there's like some other stuff we can talk about. So that was like the new thought. That's mm-hmm. how you can detect it. If anyone's saying the stuff we were just talking about... And those are the most obvious things. So there's definitely other things that might be less obvious. Yeah. Be like the Bereans. Test everything. When someone comes up and says like, Oh, well, God reveals... People might not know... Who they are, um, so well, I believe uh, Paul wrote a letter. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, now I'm gonna have to think about where that is off the top of my head. Hey, you want to look that up? That's what I'm doing. All right. So the Brians were a church that uh, city Paul. City of Berea. Yep. That's there, there. There was a city, and Paul and I believe it was Timothy uh, went there, and they were impressed because 
they they studied the Old Testament, and when they came and said like, "Hey, here's Jesus, and we're going to tell you about him. We're going to tell you about salvation," and they tested it. They went into the Bible. Uh, it's an Acts. In Acts, okay. Um, Acts where? Uh, so the account of Paul and Silas in this location. Oh, sorry, Silas, not Timothy. Is recorded in Acts seventeen ten to fifteen. Cool, and yeah, so they were just like, man, we're like so excited about you guys because you tested what we said and you didn't just like take us at face value. In fact, daily they went back into uh, the scriptures, which at the time were just the Old Testament, and mm-hmm. went like. Is this what God wants? Is this, are we following the right things? And uh, just testing everything. That's, uh, that's what you should do. People come along and say, hey, I know this uh, great revival thing that's going on over here. I know this great preacher. I'm listening to this music. Test it. Listen to it. Hear the person. Hear the music. Hear whatever. And go to the Bible and go, is this in the Bible? Show me scripture and verse. And you can do that for anything. And there's stuff there. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a big book. <laughs> yeah. Even bigger if you if you include the Apocrypha and the Septuagint. Well, technically the Septuagint isn't really bigger. It's, uh... Well, they have extra books. Uh, do they have extra books? Mm-hmm. Such as Baal and the Dragon. Which yeah, but is... isn't that like maybe part of Daniel? Well, it's debatable. Yeah, it's debatable. And they also have... Uh, Jubilee, Book of Jubilee, hmm. and they've got like five or six extra books. They really should have called it Year of Jubilee, you know, that's the thing. Book of Jubilee, and... <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, so that is how to detect new thought in your church. It's not of the Bible, it's a they counterfeit. They also have the Maccabees. Okay, I'm done. I'm yep, get upset, that's true. obsessed with it again if I continue. Um, so I don't know, is there anything else we wanted to talk about? I mean... Maybe we'll wrap this up by bringing this back to a salvation message because we're on the internet. And I was saying to Aaron that if things are on the internet about Christianity, if they don't pull things back to salvation, then what's the point? Mm -hmm. Um, So to counter a lot of things that we read uh, about New Age and whatever, it's like all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, which is Romans 3, 21 to 26. Um, and then even Matthew five twenty one to thirty, Jesus says, if basically if you've thought the sin, if you if you uh, looked at a woman with lust in your heart, is uh, one of the references he makes, uh, then you've sinned. Um, but in spite of us being uh, fallen short of the glory of all of us sinning, there's John three sixteen, which is you know for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting he life. Gave. I'm I'm rolling with it. Um, <laughs> it's uh, the Alex translation. Um, Just make sure it's better than the message, please. Mm, yes. Um, so uh, we know that Christ has come uh, to to take away our sins and to deal with that. And even um, Ephesians two eight to twelve, uh, very paraphrased, says that uh, you know we are saved by grace through faith and. Uh, yeah, and there's no other way. Acts uh, four eight to twelve is like there's only God. That's the you know through through Jesus. That is the only salvation. There isn't salvation through uh, Hinduism or um, Mormonism or Taoism. There's a lot of isms. Scientologyism. Yeah, sci- Scientologyism. Uh, all of those are counterfeits. You cannot be saved. Through those, only through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Correct me if I'm wrong. I know that was a good ending, but correct me if I'm wrong. Um, there are verses that say there is a counterfeit gospel, right? And yes. There is. A there, there are Jesus, false teachers and, there and is people who preach a different Jesus. A uh, we'll put some of those verses uh, in the description too, because I don't have those off the top of my head, but. But yeah, we've been warned several times. The book of Jude would be a great example of, you know, speaking about false teachers and how they'll spring up. And they're all over. Keep your ears, keep your eyes out. Test everything. Uh, Use the Bible as a standard. You can't use your experience, your own personal experience of like, oh, you know, these things have made me feel good before and I know I can trust those as being true. And I guess part of it too is if, if you don't 
believe the Bible as being your testing tool, then you're not really a Christian anymore. Right? Uh, Isn't that depends sort who you of, talk to, but that's what I would say. Yeah, because at that point, what are you believing in? Like, what is your foundation for what you're believing in, other than your experience and other people's experiences that you're. Um, like, at that point, you can't even really compare anything objectively. Yeah, you, you wouldn't be able to say you're a Christian if you couldn't at least trust the Bible. Mm-hmm. I like to say that the Bible's 100% uh, trustworthy. Some people would be like inerrant and. And uh, what's the other inerrant and... Uh, Authoritative? Yeah, maybe. Um, I, I mostly... Um, I agree with you in the sense of there's a difference between trustworthy and inerrant. And because we don't have access to the original writings, then all we have is um, trustworthiness and like the scientific process of comparing scraps and papyrus and whatever... And coming to like a cohesive, um, I want to say a cohesive Bible because even that is debatable yeah. for some people, but yeah. But it's trustworthy. We know we can trust it for salvation. And, uh, you know, even from salvation through Jesus, he quotes Old Testament, so we know we can trust those things and we can trust history. We've, we've mm-hmm. found a lot of things in history. That people went, oh, that didn't happen in the Bible. That doesn't make any sense. And all of a sudden, we we find, like, chariots in a river. And we're like, hey, why is there so many chariots in this river? You know, maybe the same, uh, you know, the Sea of Reeds, I believe is what it was, uh, you know, titled for, uh, you know, when they uh, when they uh, passed through the water, when the Moses... Uh, oh, there we go. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's 100% trustworthy. Use that as your standard. If, if you're not familiar with with Christianity, if you're just learning, you know, the, the ropes, that's fine. Have your Bible. Go to a church. Do they preach the Jesus that died for your sins? Do they teach that humanity is sinful? Or do they tell you how good you are and how deserving you are of rewards in heaven? Uh, those are, you know, that's the, the wrong stuff. You want, we're sinful, we rely on God, they quote the Bible... If you can find it in the Bible, you can trust it. And uh, so, test. That's, uh, yeah, that's got salvation. Uh, we talked about that. We talked about trust the Bible. That's all I got. Thank you for listening. <laughs> You're all sinners, by the way. Hey! But that's okay. Okay. I'm a sinner, too. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.